Right, so when we're doing it tomorrow as well, um, one of our listeners has actually mentioned to me how often we swear, in particular you. So I think maybe just try and rein the effing and jeffing in this episode, okay? So Yep. No, we'll give it a go. All right, let's right. give it a go. Just maybe put a swear jar to one side and see how long we can go without swearing, okay? Okay, yep. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Movie Chef podcast where we make a meal out of movies. I'm your host, Tebs. Hello. Hello, Com. Hello. I think you actually broke your microphone at one point doing that. Oh, did I? Sorry. <laughs> How are you doing today? You all right. Not too bad. I seen I seen a picture of the Lone Ranger. Yeah, it was. I seen a picture of the Lone Ranger earlier on, and that tune was stuck in my head all day. Sorry. Um. Yeah. That temper that thermometer's creeping up. We we're experiencing one of the biggest heat waves in history in the UK right now. You say that. You say that. California would call it Wednesday. Yeah, but you say that. Like I'm looking right. Okay, I'm gonna lay the cards on the table. I. Global warming exists. I believe in global warming. It's happening. I do. I understand. But for 10... Excuse me while I get my tinfoil hat on. Yeah, 10, 11 months of the year in Ireland, it's raining and it's dark. Fucking let me enjoy the three weeks of sun that we get. Just let me enjoy it because the rest of the time, it's fucking raining. Right, where's the fucking global warming in March? There is none. All right, let me enjoy the three weeks of good weather that we have. We don't get to go outside. We don't get to go on trampolines. You know, just the normal shit that people get to do on a summer. We don't get to do any of that. Let me enjoy these three weeks. That's it. You get three weeks. It's about three weeks. Three weeks of really good weather we get a year. Like, no, I'm not. I'm talking really good weather. Weather where you can actually go out and get a tan. We've got a danger to life warning because it's going to get so yeah. warm tomorrow. Stay like, indoors. Yeah, stay, stay indoors. indoors. Stay indoors. Two meters away from people. <laughs> Wash your hands it's always people. something, isn't it? They're always trying to fucking second our shit. It was like they put up emergency water stations in villages and towns for people so they could stay hydrated. And I know that's just nice. You know yeah. what I mean? Precautionary. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Some cities can have public water fountains everywhere and not have them vandalized and things. We can so, some cities some cities allow their police to shoot people in the face. Others, others like to put like fire hydrants open. Um so yeah, so uh button down the hatches people. I was gonna suggest you do a do like a, a menu for next week of Heat Wave <laughs> Heat Wave, the heat wave menu. But then uh we've had a better idea, so we're gonna come on to that one later on. Um what have we been watching? Well, I was gonna send you a trailer and you've sent me one instead. I've sent uh, you the, gra- a- the greatest trailer. The greatest trailer I think I've seen of the most probably bang average film I'm ever gonna see in my life. Go on, you tell me about this film that since you sent me this. So apparently it was made like four or five years ago as well, but it's only obviously getting distributed now. It is the Michael Flatley epic Blackbird. Now, for those uneducated wanks who don't want to watch uh, Michael Flatley's Blackbird, this is going to be the greatest movie that's ever, ever been, and the greatest story ever has been told. Uh, Eric Roberts is in it. And you know what? It looks great. 
Can, like, at least give me that. It looks great. So it, he's got money. He's put money into this. It looks like Netflix original quality. Let's, it's, it's up there. If, if this was a Netflix... I don't, I don't know if that's an insult or not. <laughs> it is, viewers. It is. <laughs> it looks exactly like The Irishman. Really? No. No. <laughs> The, well, this is Blackbird, a troubled secret agent, abruptly retires from service and opens a luxurious nightclub in the Caribbean. It's always in the Caribbean, isn't it? It's never man opens luxurious nightclub in Michael's Mauritania. from Ireland. Michael's from Ireland. We need he the needs, sunshine. He wants some sunshine. <laughs> we need the sunshine. Well, he's not going to set it in Sligo for three, for three weeks. <laughs> Here, Sligo's lovely. Ben Bulban is a lovely mountain. If any of our well, listeners have ever been to Mount Ben Bulban, it's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, if the four of you have ever been to Mount Ben Bulban in Sligo, Ben Bulban, <laughs> and there's at least twenty, Paul. All right. Uh, he retires from the service, goes to the Caribbean to escape dark shadows of his past. Mm. Uh, an old flame arrives and reignites the love of his life and brings uh, fucking, I don't know. It's, it's just going to be, I mean, what was the final line from the trailer that was absolutely class? He's given his confession into, he's given his confession to us, priest. He's covered in blood. And what does he say? I think it's, uh, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned, but I will sin again. <gasps> I can imagine that Chuck Norris in the 80s. We, yeah. We were going to do American July 4th movies this week, all pro-America films, and then seems like it's the 17th of July right now. Yeah, what's the point? <laughs> what's the point? So uh, Chuck Norris is great. Let's move on. Um, speaking of Sligo. <laughs> what a segue. We're going to do an episode on um, Blackbird then. 100%. Like, right, okay. It, it'll go on. Like it, it, it is. It's hopefully going to go on Netflix. Hopefully, Netflix will be ahead of this story, and they're already negotiating with Flatley. Like they should be negotiating with them. I want to know why it's been made four years ago and it's only just getting released. Because they were perfecting brilliance, Paul. That's that's what it was. And he was obviously trying to wrangle in some Irish dancing thing into it. Like, but he couldn't. He couldn't shoehorn it in. I was going to think because he's in this, he's starring in it, he's writing in it, he's directing it. I'm imagining there's going, there's got to be like you know where John Travolta always has to dance in his films. Uh-huh. No matter what is in, he's got to da- do a dance. Is it going to be like this where Flatley's having a shootout with a, C- a spy from the CIA, and then halfway through he has to do a river dance down the beach? Diddly, 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 diddly. I hope he does. I hope he does. We're going to do Blackbird. Um, speaking of Sligo, um, new story that I saw this week in the the Irish Times, the Irish. Mm-hmm times mm-hmm. um a cinema projectionist who has been in place in the uh, sligo cinema was sacked and his wrongful dismissal case was thrown out because he showed the wrong matrix film <laughs> to <laughs> a group of people so apparently the cinema goers were extremely irate and angry when the matrix reloaded started playing on thursday the 12th of july 2019 instead of matrix uh, the matrix original film now this is why i find this really nerdy and weird the complainant solicitor john anderson said there was no evidence to prove that his client had deleted the original matrix film from the server this is basically a guy who pressed play on the wrong film and instead of just owning up to it stopping it and going we're going to start it again he deleted the original film off the server from the cinema just to try and cover his back um there were a whole bunch of people saying he had the keys and this that and the other but we've got him um and there's also the cinema's owner, Mark Anderson. 
So we've got a bunch of Mr. Andersons in it's a his brother. It's his brother. I, I said to somebody who are chatting on uh, online about this, um, I said, oh, so that so they showed the Matrix instead of Reloaded. He goes, oh, instead of Resurrections. He goes, no, no, not Resurrections. But if it had shown Matrix Resurrections to people uh, in any cinema, that's an instant stackable offence. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't get what the problem is. I guess he made a mistake. It gives a well, fuck. It, yeah, basically, press play on the wrong film. And then instead of going, sorry, I pressed play on the wrong film, he has gone and deleted the original film off the computer and gone, I just played the one they sent us. Even though there's CCTV of him being the only one in the room and he has the software keys and everything. But I wonder how much that actually cost the cinema as well. Like by deleting that, do they have to purchase that that movie again? I'm not sure. They didn't really go into that. But at the end of the day, they probably had to give everybody like free vouchers and things like that. So they've lost money on it. But this is a guy who worked there for 12 years and you just got to think, you've just got to warn up. Just yeah. put your hands up and go, it's so, it's so fucking stupid. But instead, I want to see that film made of that where he's going and deleting the other films off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor man. Oh, well, I'm sure he'll... I'm sure Sligo's got a fine wealth of uh, cinemas. Um, you've been to see the Minions Gr- Rise of Gru, haven't you? I have, and I didn't fall asleep during this one. Did you wear a suit and act like a total cunt while you were watching it, Cobb? I, I did not. I did not. Well, I, t- I took my kids and acted like a cunt anyway. Well, a bunch of Generation Z cunts, and <laughs> we're swearing an awful lot today. There's another 20 quid in the swear jar. Um, basically, a bunch of Gen Z 10 to 15-year-olds are turning up at, at showings of um, Rise of Gru, all dressed in the dad suits. Obviously, you know, the, the dad or their older brother's court suit on, sunglasses on, called Gentle Minions after a guy on TikTok got a trend going. And basically, these guys go into... Now, there's two sides of this, right? One is, they're going into these screenings. They're doing the noises, they're applauding, the cheering, they're running around, they're causing a disturbance. So the one cinema in Worcester, um, and there's actually a couple in Cornwall and one in Guildford, where they've refund, had to refund everybody in the screen because their cinema experience was messed up. Some cinemas have actually started putting up signs saying, one strike and you're out, and we kick you all out if you're making noise. But the other side of it is some these the cinema owners are saying they're coming in and they're not keeping quiet. They think it's some kind of opera, cheering and laughing and cheering along with the film. Now, I'm sure everybody listening to this from America is probably going saying, yeah, that's how yeah. it works. That's what happens. It's this Americanized viewing experience. Because believe me, if you're from America and you've never been to see a film in a British cinema before, it's quieter than a library. You shut the fuck up. <laughs> you, you phone goes. I went when I saw Thor the other night. There was a guy like two rows in front of me and just down. It was on his. It was on Tinder. Now, you know the lad. You gotta get not, some pussy. He wasn't missing out. He wasn't going to be missing out on many hot catches that evening. I'm just saying it was. You know, and he sat there going through to, and, I'm, and I just went. Turn your fucking phone off. <laughs> he just turned it off in shame and put it down. And I felt really bad, but I'm like, no. It's like a fucking beacon going off. Paul, now, over Paul. in America, it's cheering and whooping and applauding the star. Uh-huh. For us, if you're in one of our cinemas, you shut the fuck up. I remember, I think I, I may or may not have told you this story before. Um, we went to, a, well, me, my brother, and my cousin, when we were over in Toronto, we went to a double header in the cinema. We went to see the Truman Show uh, in the afternoon. And then in late afternoon, we went to see uh, There's Something About Mary. So I seen there's something about Mary in the cinema, right? 
and Truman Show was fine. There's nobody in there. You know, they did applaud at the end of the movie, which I find very fucking bizarre. Very bizarre. That's happened twice to me. Yeah, Lord. Of the, I remember you were that we were at Lord of the Rings: Return of the yeah. King. Remember they clapped and, um, and Avengers at. Uh... Get Odin and get no, his head. No, no. But anyway, we went. We went to something about Mary, and it was a predominantly uh, black audience that we went in to see this. And I am not joking. Th- there were people fucking running up and down the aisles, like with their hands in the air. And I was just looking at my brother, going, "What the fuck is going on? Like, what? We can't hear the movie." And like our cousin kind of turned around and says, yeah, this is, this is, this is what happens in uh, like American Canadian like, like cinemas. And I was like, what? Like, how, I, I don't, I don't, I genuinely didn't understand, but I'm not joking. Like when jokes happened, there were like, there were people rolling in the fucking aisle, like rolling on the ground, holding their stomachs. And I was like, I, I, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I, <laughs> I don't know if I can do this. I, I I've always wanted to go to a, a screening like that. I love I love watching those moments, you know, whether somebody's recorded the audience from an opening night of a end game or something, you know, yeah, like yeah, the big yeah. moments and you can hear the you can hear the passion in the audience. I've also heard the one of the crazy woman at the end of uh, Rise of Skywalker where you can see the screen and she's going, what's your name? And the, the girl's in the background going, don't you fucking dare. Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> she goes, Ray Skywalker. No, you fucking bitch. And she goes, storming <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> and I just love that passion. But the and and TikTok is obviously a worldwide phenomenon, and there's going to be people from America and, and Europe, and the way they watch films are going to create trends. But because it don't work like that over here, you can't. I I think you should respect the fact that if you're in this country watching the film and everybody shut the fuck up, you shut the fuck up. Respect our movie culture. Yeah, I think you should shut up. I absolutely should. There is absolutely and. It, they should put on special screenings and some cinemas have Worcester cinema has actually started putting on a screening every other day for gentle minions. So the idea is now a lot of cinemas are saying this has actually boosted uh, minions. This is probably one of going to be, this has gone higher than Buzz Lightyear and all sorts of different films this year It's making, it's going to probably pop a billion for a, for an animated film this year. That's incredible. And it's trends like this that are getting groups of lads who probably wouldn't go to see minions in the first place, get paying, eight, nine tickets a time, taking all the mates, buying all the popcorn and drinks, and they're going to the cinema to see stuff. If you've got cinema owners right now coming out of pandemic. They're going to snatch their hands off for these. 100%. They'll happily, they, they're kind of wanting it. They, what, what do you want? A woman who buys a, a baby and a child's ticket once every three months? Or do you want nine groups of lads that are going to come in week after week? Yeah, 100%. But... I personally would kick each of them out of the fire door if it happened in my screen. If it happened in my cinema, I would spit in every one of their faces. Yeah. I, I think I would. Personally. Yeah. Take the shoes off and make them walk on barefoot. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> How old are we? <laughs> Very. <laughs> uh, speaking of cantankerous old swines. <laughs> like we James planned Cameron. this. <laughs> James Cameron has uh, been interviewing with um, Empire Magazine. As of late, um, it says basically Avatar 2 is going to be coming in around three hours. Yeah, fucking deal with it, people. Yeah, he says he don't want to hear about any whining about the length when they sit and binge watch television for eight hours, he told Empire. Yeah, I you watch re- my boring piece of shit fucking animated movie and you will fucking like it. 
I can almost write this part of the review, the agonizingly long three-hour movie. It's like, give me a fucking break. I've watched my kids sit and do five one-hour episodes in a row. Here's the big social paradigm shift that's got to happen. It's okay to get up and go pee. Well, no, it's not, Jim. Because do you know why, right? If I pay 10 quid to go to cinema to watch your blue fucking Smurf piece of shit doing the exact same shit you're going to be doing all along, if I'm going to go see that, I don't want to miss it because I want to see what's happening. Now, when I watch at home, when I watch five hours of fucking Vikings or whatever in a row, like the fat piece of shit I am, I can pause it and I can go to the toilet and I can get something to eat and I can go back and pause it again. And I can sit there and smoke. And I don't, I can't do that watching your three hour thing. I get to sit next to somebody that I like as opposed to a fucking weird family and their crazy kid that's on his phone all the time. So there's a slight difference between bitching about going to the cinema for three hours and bitching about sitting at home and watching five hours of Netflix. We see, I'm taking this for what it is. I'm thinking that this is, somebody has made an off the hand comment to him and he's he's answered it and a lot of people have picked it up as, oh, he's he's given off about this. I, I hopefully uh, hopefully we're picking it up wrong. You know, I'm hopeful that that is. But there's the other side of me going, Jim's watched Avatar: The Way of Water, and he realizes it's a bag of fucking shit. <laughs> he realizes it, and he and he's literally just going, do you know what? I'm fucking Jim Cameron. I made fucking Terminator. I made Titanic. Sit the fuck down and watch my movie. I don't give a fuck what you think of it. Just fucking sit and watch it and you will watch it. See, well, he then goes on saying the trolls, that's you, Com. That's me? Troll. All right. You fucking troll. Um, we'll have it that nobody gives a shit and they can, rem- sorry, nobody gives a beep and they can't remember the characters' names or one damn thing that happened in that movie. Then they see the movie again and go, oh, okay, excuse me, let me shut the fuck up right now. So I'm not worried about that. So basically what he's made is... A that movie didn't that even make sense what he just he's said. Bas- he's basically said people don't remember his film. Yeah. And then he's saying, go and watch my film again, and then you'll remember a bit of, bits of the film again. And Listen, then you'll go, fuckheads, I know that you're not going to like my movie. Sit there and take it. But I also know that you're not going to remember the fucking convoluted story that I've probably stolen off another cartoon from the early 90s and Oops. fucking shoehorned into this. Who's funding this Fern Gully wet dream? Is it Disney now? Because it was Fox on last one, wasn't it? Is it Disney? Well, there's been news out as well that apparently he's... So basically, yeah, he's, he's put the first cut together. And I, I mean, think this is... Yeah, he's, he, he realises you know, it's shit. He's, he's there basically thinking nobody's going to pay for 3D for this. <laughs> he's, sitting, he's sitting there thinking, oh, fuck, I've got another 50 of these to make. <laughs> well, this is the thing, or else I've read it before and I can't find it now. But there's... I read on a website today, and I, I can't even quote it. This is great journalism. But they were saying um, James Cameron may be looking for somebody else to direct episodes three and four of Avatar. <laughs> what the fuck has he been doing for the last five years? Not not even five years, man. It, it, Avatar was fucking announced about 10 years ago. Like, what the, other than being at the bottom of the fucking Titanic, by the Titanic, looking for shit? Like, what has he actually been doing? But this, but I, I was under the impression that they've been making all these um, films at the same time, uh, a la Lord of the Rings. Back to Future 1 and 3, or 2 and 3. Yeah, and we've only got to the point where he's saying, I might actually get somebody... So what... Oh, episodes 4 and 5, excuse me. So he's made 2 and 3 together, and he might be looking for somebody to do 4 and 5, even though a lot of it's already... I I just think this isn't going to be... The problem is, this has got to get up over 2 billion. Well... 
the way the way that I look at it, the way that I look at it, Avatar hit at the right time. The original Avatar hit at the right time because it was when the 3D revolution was happening. You know, people were actually buying 3D TVs and people wanted to go to see fucking movies in 3D. There's nothing really around now. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not sitting there thinking, fuck, I can't wait to go see Avatar 2. Like, I've watched that trailer three times now and it bores the fucking dick off me. Do you know why I'm going to go see it? To see how bad it is. Because I host a movie themed podcast and I, it's, I'm gonna make I'm I'm, I'm I'm gonna make a statement later on. I'm gonna make a statement later on about Marvel, which I don't know if you'll like or not, but I will I will state this. If I don't have to, I will not see Avatar 2. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry to tell you, but it's happening. Come on. Shit. <laughs> if we're doing Blackbird, we're doing Avatar fucking two. Now look, it might be great. It, it won't be. be. It won't be. It though. won't be. It won't be. Yeah. It won't be. Um R.I.P. James Khan as well. Uh, oh, James yeah. Khan passed away uh just after fourth of July, the sixth of July. Um eighty-two years old, um, obviously known for the Godfather films, uh, and of course Elf. <laughs> I'm sure he's done a lot of other good work as well. But yeah, mainly it's Elf. Elf. <laughs> uh, rollerball. He did Rollerball. He was in Rollerball. That was an awesome movie. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant the. I thought you meant the the remake with that guy from American Pie. No, I'm trying to think. What was that movie that he did with uh, Hugh Grant as well? Mickey Blue Eyes. Mickey Blue Mickey Eyes. Blue Eyes. Mickey oh. Blue Eyes. Um, yeah. Look, James Cannon was a look. He was a great actor. I, I personally thought he'd already died, but. That, Jesus. <laughs> we kill off so many people here. We kill them all off. Um, but no, anything to add on James Khan? Uh Played with a Chance of Meatballs was good. It was good. That was great. Can I just say, it should have been Cloudy with a Chance of Leftovers. I'm going to keep saying it till the day I die. They that's first, that's that the title. first time I've heard you say it. <laughs> we haven't really brought it up before now. <laughs> um, right. Um, this is a point where we, I had it penciled into the agenda. Yeah, so like there's an agenda. That we're going to talk about uh, Ms. Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, ran for six episodes on Disney+, Plus. Marvel's newest and hottest uh, show um, from the MCU. It sounded universe. really bad there. <laughs> hottest. It's re- I was going for the hot as in temperature, but it, did it come across? No, come across as, mm, she's 14. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to tell you something about 3D. I, was just I don't want to know. To- I don't want to no. know. Whatever clicked into your head when I said she's 14, I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just going from the, the, the hot. Anyway, the, um, I used to work for a, a company that did television from satellites. Mm-hmm. And they rhyme with Sly. Hi. And they were, <laughs> they were um, getting 3D into pubs. And it was my job to, to sell them 3D. And, you know, obviously it's to attract more custom into pubs and not to try and sell the technology out to households. But then what they did was they were saying, you've got to use these special TVs where you use glasses, like in the cinema, which are just cheap three pound, whatever throwaway specs, as opposed to the ones you use on home screens, which have batteries in them and they have flickering going on and they're really expensive. And one of these guys, he owned this pub in fucking wherever. And he goes, I'm going to get a whole three D zone. And we said, well, the TVs are like a grand and a half each. No, I've just bought them all online for a grand. Ha <laughs> ha, I got a deal. And they arrived with two pairs of glasses each. And he had like a booking for 200 on Saturday, all to watch 3D football. And he goes, how much for extra glasses? 
Jeez. And they were like, yeah, 50 quid a piece. And he goes, can I send the screens back? Nah. So he had six 3D screens. <laughs> and then he came to us and bought a bunch more. But that was uh, that was the height of the 3D revolution mm-hmm. of just people not understanding the technology. And that's how quick it went because there ain't no 3D now. I, I actually looked for a 3D TV once recently because I've got some old Blu-rays and nothing. I, yeah, well, get I, I, work, I work in a place that sells TVs and uh, we don't have any. Um, so, Ms. Marvel, moving away from the... I mean, where did that se- where did that real strange segue happen there? I just remembered we were talking about 3D and there always there's always somebody that thinks they're more clever, isn't there? Maybe uh maybe stop sniffing glue before we start the podcast. Fuck just a, just a little fuck you, I won't do what you tell me. I'm my own man, damn it. I want to sniff glue. I'll hot glue. Um so I haven't watched Ms. Marvel. I I, I haven't watched Ms. Marvel. Okay, but Brian has. Good man, Brian. Thank you. G'day, G'day my name's Brian. I'm from Austria. I'm from Austria, Dublin. G'day, mate. I'm from... G'day, Brian. Um, so I got him to review it, but he's actually away on holiday right now. Where is he in holiday? Well, if I, he hadn't told me. He didn't reply back. Fucking rude. Um, just, you know, send a man a message, ask him where he's on holiday. <laughs> Fucking Sligo for all I know. Um, but he's reviewed Ms. Marvel for us in one direct message so you're ready okay let's go shall, shall i do the voice okay no 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 oh, no i was watching this man. no okay uh first impression was i enjoyed that this is the voice of brian by the way i'm not uh-huh. this is austrian uh, dublin brian i enjoyed that it looked good sounded good and most of the people were interesting enough just afterwards thinking the najma character was kind of phoned in oh i completely agree yeah najma yeah, uh, the switch from best friend to spoilers coming up for Ms. Marvel. But he didn't give me a spoiler alert on my tweet. I, I could have <laughs> wanted to watch this. Uh, the switch from best friend to enemy was lazy writing. Oh, a best friend that becomes somebody's enemy. That hasn't happened in any superhero film ever. Um, and there's no explanation for Kamala's uh, development, how she was learning to use her power more. Happy overall, a nice little three out of five. Sure, I meant to put, put John Hampinas as there. Three out of five John Ham penises. I would I'll hear th- here for going forward. I want them to be called John Ham Langers. John Ham Langers. Ham Langer. Ham Langer. And probably will get a rewatch despite the great Scott Pilgrim esque animation on top. Mm. Scott Pilgrimesh. Pilgrimesh? Pilgrimesh. Pilgrimesh. Yeah. Well, the one thing that's been taken out of Ms. Marvel, and again, spoilers everyone for Ms. Marvel, is that it got uh, name dropped at the end that what she is developing is a mutation. Yeah. And it's the first time the MCU has used mutation. So this is how they're going to go. They're basically gradually bringing mutants in, aren't they? Well, this is just what, what did I say right at the start of this? There will be no coherent story through any of these movies, TV shows. These are yeah. all individual things and they are looking to throw everything against the wall and whatever sticks, this will be the new phase five. Phase four is literally just throw everything at a wall. The, I can see different routes of stories and they're all very contradicting each other. When I was thinking back the other day, Eternals is about celestial beings, but they were dependent on Kang because mm. it was his sacred timeline or the, the other one's sacred timeline. So they're big, he's bigger than the Celestials, but the Celestials were only part of one universe and there's multiple universes. So there are other Celestials. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. there's the creator of the world. 
knowing because there's actually another universe where there's another creator of the world and there's one guy that watches over all that and it's like okay if in 10 years this is all going to come back to secret wars or something like that because russo's are apparently interested in doing secret wars and you can see each strand of the story go off on its own line and bring it all back together I, i'll eat my hat and i'll be impressed I, that's see what no, 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 no. i'm not I, but i'm not going to be impressed at all because there is there's is no for, and i said this before there's no coherent storyline the whole way through just because they start in five years time starting to thread the needle through an actual story they could have done that now that story could have been put there now. That needle could have been started the thread now. They decided not to because they didn't know what would be popular and what didn't or what wasn't going to be popular. We're going to come on to Thor in a second, but Jane's inclusion in this, I think they missed a chance of bringing this film into the whole MCU more neatly by having her be a Thor from another universe. Yeah, 100%. And, a multiverse cro- and every film has its own multiverse crossover element. Yeah. Where, and we all talk about in the Loki series, they're talking about an incursion where one reality, one universe in, invades another. So all you're doing in these films is you can be setting up the concept that other people are coming in from other universes. They didn't go that with this one, but um, but yeah, mutants are coming. <clears throat> um, we're going to be getting a different Reed Richards. I can't remember who they said the rumour was. But it's heavily implied it's not going to be Johnson. Some again. some fucking white guy. So, just to get this clear, Spider Man, Aunt May. Uh, no, Spider Man and Aunt May and Ben all look different in different universes. Mm-hmm. But who's the other one? Loki looks different in every universe, but Doctor Strange is the same. No, but it's Mordor only, looks the same. Christine looks the same. There's easily explainable ex- explanations for those stuff because there is multiples of them. You know, yes, you're going to hit ones that don't. You're going to hit ones that do. That's not that's not so much as an issue for me. My my issue is just the storyline arc. My my issue is literally they have they they have there's no thread or maybe a tiny tiny issue of a thread throughout these whole things but they are literally just throwing things at a wall seeing who's popular seeing who's not popular the popular ones will further on into phase five the ones who weren't will just go away well look so far let's have a look what how far we've got into before love and thunder this is where we've got so phase four end games happened we've had um black widow which was a prequel nothing so didn't develop the story shang chi could really have been set anytime. They weren't really mentioned a blips and stuff like that, was there? The only kind of thing that we got was Wong, Wong with Abomination. Yeah, okay. And then there so were that's... and then he was looking the rings at the end. But again, so that sets up ten rings, that sets up um where did these rings come from? The the implication that they're coming from outer space. Okay. What could that be? Eternals, they've been there all their lives. They bring in Harry Styles and the Celestials that created them. They don't link. Spider-Man No Way Home opens the multiverse. Doctor Strange multiverse. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing going there's in one n- direction. Yeah. And we're going to find with Thor. This is a total standalone. Yeah. In fact, let's. Uh, all right. Have you got anything more newsy? Nope. Let's jump in. No, let's just jump right, in. Let's, let's talk about Thor then. If you love music and podcasting, now you can have both. Introducing the brand new K2 radio station, available 24-7 on the Live 365 app for free. 
specializing in rock and alternative music. We're talking bands like Coldplay, Nirvana, Muse, Imagine Dragons, and yes, even the Rolling Stones. They have all stopped by to drop off songs, and we even have brand new popular tracks added every single day. Also on the free K2 radio station, we are including podcasting. Get the best of both worlds. Download the free Live 365 app or listen online at live365.com and type in K2 Radio. I really wanted to know from you, when we spoke last night, what you thought of this, Mm because I thought you'd hate it. You watched Ragnarok and you said you hated that at first, but it grew on you. Mm -hmm. I thought your reaction to this would have been the same. Mm Mm-hmm. What did you think of Thor, Love and Thunder? Spoilers for Love and Thunder, by the way, if you haven't learned that by now. Yeah. Uh, Didn't love it. Didn't hate it. It was a very, very middle-of-the-road movie that had really good bits and really bad bits. Um, Even with the first half an hour, I thought was incredibly slow uh, to the point where it felt as if we were watching just people having conversations. And we've obviously had this conversation before about this irreverent humor that they have to have in every Thor and Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Now, it felt as if the script was given to people and their scene was 10 seconds long. Then Taika Waititi sitting behind the camera going, say something else. No, say something else. Improvise improvise another five seconds actually do you know what do another 10 seconds and every scene just seemed to extend 10 seconds too long that i got i felt that when i first watched wolf of wall street and uh ghostbusters 2016 where the they're intent on making a comedy or a comedy uh, drama or whatever and when you, you you believe in your actor's ability to improvise and do really funny improv rather than a really tightly wrote script that's when you, you're giving too much they did it with ghostbusters and they've done it with this this is a comedy this is an action comedy it's sold as a comedy film and we basically find thor who is with the guardians of the galaxy shortly after endgame um and he learns that there is uh gore the god butcher going around the galaxy killing gods and he has to go and basically save the day now First things first, haha, I was right. The Guardians got dropped off and he went, see you later, yeah. and flew off. Yeah. They were an extended cameo. They, they were on the, the poster to get people in. Literally, this Guardians film was supposed to come before this. Mm. So they needed rid of them. And it, it was an extended cameo. It was awful how they used the Guardians. I know there were an extended cameo there. There was no humor in it. Chris Pratt looked like he'd just been... Yeah, he brought was, he, in from from summer vacation. Let's oh. just say it looked like he was dragged through a hedge backwards. Yeah, it, it just looks like oh Christ, do I have to do this? Yeah. And am I am I off. am I wrong to think that where the fuck's Gamora? Well, she went off at the end of Endgame, so Gamora died. Yeah, no, I remember. Twenty fourteen, Gamora was brought into twenty nineteen. Yeah, whatever it is. But, but she went. Did of- she not go with the Guardians? No, at the end of the battle, well, I think in a deleted scene, you see her wandering off alive rather than being dusted by Stark. By Stark. And then there's a brief scene at the end of Endgame where Quill is searching for Gamora 
So that was the kind of setup for three where he's got to go find her. Right. Okay. I can't even remember that. It's that long ago now. There's so much, there's so much Marvel garbage that has just imploded in my head that I've just wiped scenes. But Thor is basically revisits the fact that he, well, there's a lot revisited in this film. Um, Listen, I, I I I get I get that Thor I get that Thor has had you know his emotional issues you know, and I think even in Endgame, the emotional core of Thor you know being the cause of most of the stuff because you know he didn't go for the head you know yeah. That was played so well in Endgame. You know, yes, he was a bit of a joke, but he made himself into a joke at, you know, how he got so fat and how then he was living in, you know, the new Valhalla. But, you know, that scene where Hulk and, was it Rocket, go to see see him and where he kind of starts hitting Thor in the chest when he's trying to explain to him what how what he's going through like that's really powerful and that's one of those ones that marvel does really well where they can turn a serious moment into something funny but they can also turn a real funny moment into something so serious yeah. and something like that that is marvel at its best like that is marvel at its, at its at its highest but what they're trying to do is thor now doesn't make jokes Thor is the joke. Yes, hundred percent. Thor's you the know, joke. Yeah, Thor. And, Thor is. Thor is it. And for as much as I love Taika Waititi, he's done this. Yeah, he he's been given Thor because they were coming out of Dark World. Basically, Thor was you know bleach blonde in the first one, ridiculed. You know, Thor Thor one was never considered one of the better Phase One films. Mm-hmm. Um, Dark World is renowned as one of the worst MCU films. Mm-hmm. Um, Age of Ultron, he was that question mark of why was he included in this for the going in the the pool of seeing yeah. the future and all this shit. And then along came Ragnarok. Now, I, I could go with the concept that at the beginning of Ragnarok, Thor's tied up, he's in chains, Surtur's keeping him captive. Over time, he's gone mental. He's gone a bit crazy and he's a bit dopey. And I can see that through Ragnarok, but he was still that fired up god that knew that could be battle hardened and, mm-hmm. and focused. But then we had Infinity War, where it was just I thought that was the best version of Thor that we had through the whole film. It was kooky and it was funny, but it was very understanding of surroundings. And he he was making jokes and and playing people. Mm. Endgame, like you say, I putting a fat suit on him, I don't care because what would happen if a god, a Viking god who drinks and eats all he wants doesn't work out doesn't save the world he's going to put on weight and he's fucking depressed yeah and it, and it's showing how super tony stark had his old demon in a bottle storyline of going becoming alcoholic because of handling the pressures of being a superhero that's thor that's where he was i love that version and you are 100 percent on the money with fall of the thunder thor is the joke in this yeah i could very much imagine him being in home and away right now in this version of thor Surfer dude, long blonde hair, dozy. He's he's one step away from being the receptionist in Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we get you really know disappointing. Yeah, I mean the, the first half an hour, the first half an hour annoyed me. Um, but I will say this: I it did turn like it it did have it did have a pretty good turn, and I think 
we find out obviously that Jane is is fighting cancer. Um, I I don't believe you know something like Deadpool, who's done a cancer story before, and I think they did it far better with Deadpool than they did in Thor Ragnarok because yeah. there was never. Maybe I'm saying this wrong, but there was never there never seemed to be any jeopardy, you know. But as soon as they find, as soon as we find out that she obviously took Mjolnir and that kind of kept the cancer at bay. But then we find out that it doesn't keep the cancer at bay. It's making it yeah. worse. That's when, when that happens, when the jeopardy kind of comes out of it, I think that's when the turn in the movie happens. And I think it got in, increasingly better from that point. You know, obviously before that, you know, we get Christian Bale as, as Gore. Um, yeah, and, let's, talk about, let's talk about Christian Bale first. He was probably one of the, for me, better parts of this film. Oh, 100%. 100%. His character massively, massively underused. Yeah, you, you've got you're making a comedy film called Love and Thunder. It's it's a glam rock love romance story that looks like a fucking unicorn has farted on screen. Mm-hmm. It is intense, brightly coloured, amazing. And then you've got a, a god butcher running around killing gods. Do you know how many gods he kills in this film? One. He kills one god. <laughs> Well, we don't see him killing the other ones. No, no. But why would we need to see the God Butcher killing? Why would we need to see Thanos doing anything? You know what I mean? It kind of sets the story up and understand how... Gore, the God Butcher, basically, killed one god, ran around off-screen killing other gods, and then stole a bunch of kids like the child snatcher from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> you can't have a British person in there without stealing kids. But Christian Bale is great. And I just Funny, think yeah. how many more top actors are Marvel going to use in these roles where, you know, they should be used more. They should either come back as recurring villains or they shouldn't be cast in those roles. But that's because... what it is. Yeah, that's what it is yeah. now. Because yeah. they, 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 will bring in, they will bring in big names because these big names, they want the... They want the gravitas of being the kind of highbrow actor being in a, a lowly comic book movie because they know it's going to increase, you know, the people who who view the movies. It's going to get them more fucking tweets or likes or posts or whatever it is, hearts or whatever on Instagram. The difference, the difference with fucking with Christian Bale is that Christian Bale is a fucking very good actor. Oh yeah. And you know, the the start when he has his daughter through the desert and, you know, he's trying to find this God and obviously his daughter then dies and he goes into a mirage and his God is there and he betrays him and stuff. The turn, the turn from religious zealot to God butcher, I thought was phenomenal. And I kind of went, you know what? I, 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 yeah, I think I'm going to like this. I think I'm going to like this movie. And then, and then it just, it just went real dull for half an hour. And I was like, Oh, really? I, I just thought I'm sat there watching it, and he's, he, I don't even know which name of his god was sat in front of him. I thought we were going to see maybe link ups into Moon Knight, where Gore would go and kill gods. Yes, yes, that would yes. have been interesting, you know, going and killing other ones. But we didn't, we didn't get any of that, which I think was for for a film that's clocking in at one hour fifty five. Yes, we talked about long films and everything. This didn't need to be a two and a half hour. Yeah, but an extra ten minutes of him, yeah, taking out another couple of gods. Give, give us some exposition. Some yeah. stakes. The stakes in this film were 15 children, not mm-hmm. the gods. Mm-hmm. And, and I felt it should have been more powerful that if he's going to take these gods out, what, what would be the implication of that? Yeah. You know, not just he's going to kill Thor. 
He yeah. just wants to kill Thor. There's no... Where's the implication of what happens when a god is killed? What happens to the people who follow that god? Yeah, that's uh, a very good point. Uh, but it wasn't that film. This is Thor, Love and Thunder, brought to you by Guns N' Roses. Uh, yeah, how much money did they make from this movie? Jesus. November Rain, songs. Paradise City, Welcome Sweet to the Child Jungle, Sweet Child of Mine. We fought definitely those at four. Definitely right? four. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the scene the scene I want to talk about, just a wee tiny bit, I'll just go back to Christian Bale. The scene where he is in the cage with the kids after they're being stolen and they're talking. He, uh, Heimdall's kid is trying mm. to G up the kids, you know, Thor did this, Thor did this, you know, he'll come get us. And then Gore just appears and you know, it, it seemed to me, I was like, oh, they're going to try and make a comedy thing out of this. They're going to try and do a comedy thing. And then he obviously calls the creature out and he pulls the creature's head off just to scare them. And I was like, yeah, yeah, like this, that. yeah, this, that, like that. that's, that's a good, that's a good fucking scene. That's, I like that. I enjoyed that. But for me, this is a very directionless film from a directionless part of the Marvel universe, right? Oh, now. yeah. If this was it, a film where basically God's killing gods, so Thor has to stop him. He steals some kids. Thor has to go get the kids back. He gets the kids back. That's well, the stakes. That I'm, was the stakes on this. There's nothing. I'm going to say this now, right? Because it became apparent. Like, there's a couple of scenes in the movie. I'll talk about it a little bit later. But this is what became apparent to me in this movie, okay? So, yes, it was about Jane. You know, yes, it was the last hurrah. Yes, yes, I understand all that. I got the feeling that this movie was to make everybody aware that Thor wasn't Chris Helmsworth, that Thor is whoever yeah. who's good enough to wield the hammer. Yeah. And when I realized that halfway through the movie, I was like, right, okay, he's dying at this movie. Like he's, he's, this is it. Like he, the, this is going to be the last, or he will pass the, the hammer on to someone else. And then obviously, you know, the end of the movie happens. And I'm like, yeah, this is it. He's he's passing the hammer on. This is it. He's, this is him now settled. This is his Thanos moment in the sun. This is him going and never coming back. And then right at the end, Thor will be back. Thor will yeah. be back. And it's like, no. And I, I did hear a good story that Taika Waititi and Chris Helmsworth both looked at each other when they seen Thor will return and went, really? So I'm but sitting there. Thor uh, yeah, will return. Yeah, yeah, Thor will return. Um, yeah. not Chris Helmsworth will return. No, no, this is another one. Sorry to interrupt you, but this is something I was thinking about when I was on the toilet and work, right? Oh, wonderful. Please continue. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. So I was sitting, I was sitting there thinking to myself, obviously, this this is what this movie, this is what this movie was, right? Now there's two sides of the story. Now you can either take that as Thor will return, as in a Thor will return. Or Thor will return as in Chris Helmsworth will return. I think Marvel are heads in their bets big time because they do not want to let Chris Helmsworth go. They oh, no. they don't believe they can afford to let Chris Helmsworth go. So I think in the phase five, whenever the thread finally comes to fruition, I believe that Thor will be Tony Stark. Sorry, what? Thor will be the Stark figure. Oh, he, the figure, Tony no, Stark. <laughs> he won't become Jesus. Iron Man. Yeah, Iron <laughs> Thor. Uh, no, I believe he will be. He like will be somebody with a speech impediment who's been on a bicycle ride for too long. <laughs> Iron Thor. He will be. He will be the Iron Man figure. 
in in the new phase because they just don't feel they can't let go of it yet. They can't let go of him. I I, I think the the setting up well to he's he's the one of the originals now. Him and um, Hulk are you, are you two originals. Hawkeye's in there, but no one cares about Hawkeye. Hawkeye's not really there. But all I can see him setting up at the minute is um, Young Avengers, Muppet Babies with superheroes. It, I, I yeah. we've got a, we've got miniature Black Widow who's been introduced, mm-hmm. and if that if you were talking about threads through this film, we've got miniature Black Widow, we've had miniature Hawkeye, we've had a miniature Loki, Mini Heimdall, Mini Heimdall's been introduced now. Uh, technically, a Mini Thor yep. was introduced at the end of this film. It's his surrogate daughter, which we'll come on to. Um, who else have we had? We've got She Hulk, who's a who, <laughs> attorney at law. Attorney at law. <laughs> do, 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 do. I, do you oh, know what? High heels are I, killing me. Just so like I, for for about a month, I was going. This is going to be the worst thing that I've ever seen in my life. And all I'm thinking of now is I cannot fucking wait to watch this. I can't wait to see how bad this shit is. Should we watch the first episode together? Do uh, yeah, yeah, sure. We'll do a watch along for the first episode. Uh, that, but that is actually going to be shit. But they are introducing, and we're going to get Riri Williams introduced in uh, Black Panther, who mm-hmm. goes on to play Ironheart, who gets a vibranium suit. You're going to say something else there? <laughs> <laughs> this is a kids' movie, Paul. <laughs> go, go but Iron. there's one scene. There's one scene in this movie that I, I liked it, but I knew I sat there and I was like, do you know what? I can just picture Paul stewing in the cinema at this one scene. Can you think what it is? Um, well, I can name you a number of one. There was the one uh, with Russell Crowe. Oh, no, what? I was furious. No. Uh, let me tell you. Paul, let I me am tell telling you. you. I hate I, I am hate telling the you. Gods. I hate the big gods. <laughs> I, I guffawed non-stop no. the whole okay. time that Russell Crowe oh, was on screen. It was it was ridiculous because I was expecting a serious Zeus and instead it was, <laughs> hey, what do you say? Coming here, talking to me. Talking about, yeah, talking about orgies. I'm a Greek. I'm a Greek. <laughs> oh, what's the matter, you? Hey, hey, God, and no respect. Hey. But, but my mate did correct me that a lot, basically back in those times, an awful lot of Greek and Italians were, crossing over and living and the language was being mixed so well 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 i'm gonna say this um apparently that is a greek accent yeah so what... yeah so i'll, I'll give you the speed, on, so i'll give we'll, you the we'll tidbit of knowledge to... let me give you the speed tidbit of knowledge first so apparently they filmed dual scenes so he filmed everything russell crowe did twice one with a real upper class you know british Hello. you know accent and the I'm other one, Zeus. the other one with Russell Crowe's interpretation of a Greek. Hey, oh, what's hey. the matter, you? Hey, you got no you respect. Come over here. Hey. You come yeah. over to the RJ. Come over yeah. to my RJ, thaw. Hey, yeah. it's a good. But it's a good. I'm good. I'm going to say this. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that scene. You know why I hated it? What? Because I, you're I because you're joyless. You're jo- no, this no, is what my bro- my brother no. said to me. You're joyless. Shush, shush. I let me shush you. <laughs> I am joyless. No, that scene, right? And I mentioned similar to this in Wonder Woman. Okay, imagine that scene with Wonder Woman, where Wonder Woman is brought chained up 
let's just describe the scene with Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, imagine Gal Gadot is chained up and she's got a disguise on. She's chained by the wrists. And Zeus, hey, I'm going to flick my finger and flick away all your clothes. And he flicks and he strips her naked. And everybody starts laughing. And two people who are with her, Chris Pine and somebody else, they go, shall we help her? No, let's just sit and eat grapes for a minute and look at her body. They get big stunners. And they just let it go on and everybody laughs at this person being stripped naked and exposed. See, I don't think they were I don't think they were looking at his body. I think they were laughing at his body. They were laughing at the fact he's been stripped naked. Mm-hmm. You strip a woman naked, chained up in front of a bunch of gods for, for laughs. Imagine the response you'd get. Anyway, I'm joyless. So oh, and joyless. there was a moment there was a moment where uh, I think um, Valkyrie says to female Thor, grip, offers her a grip, she goes, grip, and Carl goes, more like a shrunken courgette, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, that's that's not the scene I was thinking of. That's not okay. the scene I was thinking of. Or where basically Thor gives his powers to you and gives his powers to you, and hey, do you want some powers? You have some powers of Thor, and you can. Got it in two. That's the Let- scene. Let me use the fucking worst looking prop ever created for That's Hollywood. That's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> you need, do you need a lightning bolt? Let me just make one out of plastic for you. But you know, you would have thought you would have thought that they would have at least kept the kind of electrical effects on it. Even even have some CGI where it's sparking. Yeah, or something. it just but looked like a piece of plastic. Imagine imagine a crossover episode where Xena and Hercules from the TV show had to go off. Oh, no, not that guy. Kevin, Sor- Kevin Sorbo. Kevin Sorbo. He's a Kevin fucking Sorbo wanker now. He's a, a fucking total wanker. If you listen to this, Kevin Sorbo, fuck turn you, off. Fuck turn you, off. Kevin Sorbo. Fuck you and your Christianity, cunt. Sorry, folks, if um, you like Christianity. This is the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're very sorry, folks, if you do like your Christianity. Apologies. Listen, I'm I'm not well. I'm not a Christian, but still, if uh, the, um, yeah, this is a, sorry. We do also ask as well at this moment in time if you can give us five star review on Spotify, <laughs> Apple Podcast, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Give us a five star review. Five stars. Yeah, Kevin Sorbo, give us a five star review. Kevin Sorbo, give us a five star. You prick. Um, but it looked like one of those cheap ass fucking props. It's like. Do you have the lightning bolt of Zeus? And it's like this plasticky Christmas tree decoration. It and looks like it looks like the front that, of a car. You told me that's what he used to pass his power to everybody. Yeah, yeah. No, it's bullshit. I, I no, I didn't think that you would you would dislike it for that reason, right? I thought that you would dislike it for the reason that it popped into my head that what we have been saying for the last year that was the moment that I realized. That these movies weren't made for me anymore, man. Do you know what? Do you know who these movies are made for? Your kids. boy. The kids. Your the kids boy. who my son watched that. No, I watched him watch that scene and he fucking loved it. Do you know why? Because you're a kid. Yep. And you want to be Thor. And yep. you're too young to be Thor. Everybody yep. says you can't be a superhero because you're too young. And do you know what really fucking grinded my gears about that? You know what really made me fidget around in my seat? Hmm. I can imagine Taika Waititi sat there, and I love Taika. I think he's great. Jojo Rabbit, top five of all time. And Taika will have been sat there and goes, hey, how about 
come on, kids, let's all fight the bad guy together. Yeah, let's do it for the kids. And you're like, fuck off. I want to see Thor kill the bad guy. There was another he... there was there was another thing where, where, like what you're saying there. Sorry to interrupt you. But okay. when you go like when Taika's like, yeah, let's go fight the kids. The uh, the Marvel intro at the start the with the guitar solo. So and it was out there. I can just imagine Taika Waititi sitting in the editing suite doing air guitar going they're gonna fucking love this and they're like no more bass shit. more bass it riff was it, shit man. riff it it was shit we're gonna get the likes on instagram as <laughs> <laughs> you fucking south africa now hey i'm from new zealand i'm gonna go get my likes on instagram instagram <laughs> instagram <laughs> instagram what are you doing over there you on instagram are you on my facebook is that racist yeah, but to who? <laughs> white people? <laughs> I don't know. White South Africans? You, you can't be racist to white people. You can't be racist. Especially not white. Especially not white South Africans. South Africans. They've they've used hey, up all that. You and Kevin Sorbo can go fuck yourselves, white South Africans. <laughs> you done it bad. You should apologize. You should have spoke up at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that really fucked me off. And then I just sat there thinking the same way that when I'm watching Doctor Strange and the multi-turd of madness, big monster in the street, he does, oh, let me do a spindly magic buzzsaw in the middle of the street and send the buzzsaw flying down. It chops him in half. Okay, maybe you could have used that when you're on Titan and you had Thanos tied up and unconscious. Maybe you could have used a big magical spinning blade and just chopped the cunt in half. Okay, then you're watching this. And Thor's like, here, kids, we've got one guy to take down. Have my powers. And do you think when he landed in Infinity War or Endgame, and he could have just gone, hey, everybody, take my powers. But, of course, the gods don't get involved in any of this. But so he, he, didn't, he, he didn't have the lightning bolt, Paul. So is that, is that how we're getting around these things now? You have to have one thing. Because let's be honest, kids watch movies, and they don't give a shit about continuity. Like they really don't, they really don't we care do. about it. We do, we, we do. do. But again, Paul, not made we for us. Fucking care. They're not made for us, Paul. Remember. That's what I mean. And I, I'm serious. After coming out of Thor, I'm now thinking, you know what? I used to be like taking the day off yeah. for a new film coming out. I take the day off. I went to see Rise of Sky. I mean, Rise of Skywalker's stopped midnight showings for me now. But mm. I'd go and see these films. First day it's out, Avengers, first day it were out, I'd be there to see it. Even Iron Man 3, I'd be going to see it. Um, and then recently it was like Multiverse of Madness. I saw it in the first weekend. Yeah. And Black Widow didn't even go and see it because it were on Disney. Mm-hmm. And then this, I went to see it like a week after it had come out. Same here, and I went to see it last night. Yeah. Black Panther, I'm like, you know, I might just wait for it to come on to Disney. I, what I said earlier on that I was going to make another comment. Um, and it's pretty much the same. I think that this will be, unless I, unless something unstoppably, unimaginably brilliant, you know, comes out. And we always know, we always hear what's great and what's not. You know, it's not fucking rocket science to figure out what's good and not, and not get spoiled. Um, I believe that Thor: Love and Thunder will more than likely be the last current phase. Marvel movie that I'd probably see in the cinema. I'll just wait for sure. it to come out in Disney Plus. Yeah. 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 Again, you know, and again, now I'm not saying, I'm not saying that this is the worst movie in the world. It's not, it is not by any stretch of the imagination. No. It's not, it's not even, it's not even bottom five Marvel. You know, it's, it really isn't. But 
there's just so many avenues that they could have went down with with Love and Thunder. This could have been this could have been the swan song for Hemsworth, and they could have moved it on. Um, but they just didn't. They missed the opportunity because they're just too scared. They're too scared to stand outside the comfort zone. Well, for me, Hemsworth now Thor's Hemsworth has to be the guy who Kang takes down first. Yeah, is 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 now got to be the lead guy, whoever you know, who is taken out. You've got to have some somebody killed to see. But in terms of the the Marvel films coming up, we have got Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. I've seen um some apparently that's been test screened, and I've seen some leaked story plots, which could be true, could not be. Um, I'm not going to mention them here, but if that's right. I think I'll be all right. Really? <laughs> I think I'll be all right. Well, I don't know. It depends if it's true or not. Oh, um, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Everybody, spoiler alert. If you don't want to know what the rumors are, go away for one minute because Corm wants to know. Go right, away. I'm going to time. No, 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 no. Hang on. I'm going to time this right. 20 seconds. 20 seconds. Go on mute starting now. Nemo's fighting with Wakanda. He gets really pissed off. A bunch of people get killed. Suri takes over as Black Panther and um, Mabaku becomes king. She goes to the ancestral plane after T'Challa dies, but instead of seeing T'Challa, she meets Killmonger and Killmonger trains her to become Black Panther. Okay, we're back. And John Hamm strangles him with his penis? <laughs> Wraps it right around his neck. Right around <laughs> balls and all. Fucking hell. All right. I just I still want to see Maverick and a cat just because I'm going to be laughing all the way through. <laughs> John Ham, John Ham and his third leg. Um, then we've got Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania, which sounds interesting. That's but listen, but, but do you know what? Ant Man is what it, what it says on the tin. Ant Man is that kind of comedy kind of movie. So Ant Man, I believe, yeah. will probably be my favorite now within the phase. Guardians three in May. I'll I'll see Guardians three. I'll oh, interest. I I, I'll see James it, but no interest. I'll, enjoy, I'll see it and I'll enjoy it. But and then the Marvels, which I won't be seeing. I'm, I've really no interest in another Captain Marvel film. I have no interest in seeing Ms. Marvel. I've no interest in seeing Monica Rambeau, whatever her name was from One Division. I didn't like One Division. I'm not bothered from Ms. Marvel, and I hated Captain Marvel. So I have no interest in watching the Marvels. But now I'm annoyed because that could be the one film that brings mutants into this MCU. Mm. How about, this? Really How about we start a club? The He-Man Woman Haters Club. <laughs> I think there's already a few of those. <laughs> um, but look, Thor was... Oh, by the way, should we talk about how hilarious the Screaming Goats were? No. Okay. Right. We haven't talked about wokeness yet. Now, I don't like the term walk. I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't think... You mean waking up out of bed? <laughs> I don't believe offering fair and equal opportunities to everybody is a problem, but some people are saying there's an over an overload of putting females and people of colour and people of uh, different sexualities and genders into films mm -hmm. because they're uh, appealing to those small members of society. And apart from women, anyway, you know what I mean? They're, they're appealing to everybody by putting up in. Now, female Thor don't care. That's from the comic books. That's happened. Yeah. They're not doing that. They're using that character, which has been in the, the comic books. Don't care. Used her well. I'm amazed she learned to fight so well so quickly when Thor's done it for like five she was imbued. Years. She was imbued with the fighting spirit of Mjolnir. 
By the way, how did you put that back together? With the whole fucking her female powers? Boobies! I know the 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 Valkyrie being King Valkyrie. And well, that's it. Do you know what that was another one? Sorry, that was another one. On. They, they so underused Valkyrie, and I was so disappointed. Totally underused, but this one her strongest performance. And I've not the strongest performance, but but yeah, I've seen but, many Black International, and she was phoning this in. But let's be honest, let's, it's yeah. like I, I I get a feeling she was like Tessa Thompson really wanted to have uh, an LGBTQ XYZ storyline. To reflect her own, you know, her, her own representations, and 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 that kind of got forgotten about. It kind of got pushed to the side a little I, bit. I don't not... think. I don't think it is. But I, I just. I believe. I believe that Valkyrie is one of the stronger um, characters within the Marvel universe. And yeah. for me, she was just so criminally underused in this movie. Like, yeah. like to the point to the point where it was literally a five or six scene cameo. Yeah, it, it, she was. There was nothing that she did. She got involved in the fighting. But for me, even her storyline of going from suited council meeting chairperson taking minutes of meetings to going back to Valkyrie on a horse fighting and embracing battle would have been a good story arc for her. Becoming a king that fights rather than a king that sits behind a desk. That's a good story arc. Totally underused. Can I just say what? Can we talk about the elephant in the room as well? Just very quickly. Right. You know, in Asgard, new Asgard, it's kind of a fun fair now to everything Avengers and, and Asgardian. Mm-hmm. What kind of ice cream parlour were there outside? Oh, was that Infinity Cones? Yeah. Now, what does that Infinity Gauntlet say to you? What did it do? It, it murdered half the world. Yeah. Is that not like, you know, yeah. having Holocaust pizza in Auschwitz? You know, it's like... Thor, Thor's cream? And this, yeah, and th- but this is this is in Asgard where Thanos killed half their people. They even make a joke of yeah. him killing half their people. They've ruined so killed, Asgard. <laughs> yeah, so they killed they killed half their people, destroyed Asgard, killed half the people, killed Loki, went to Earth, killed another half of them again, and they've opened up an ice cream parlor with a pun. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know nuclear taco shop in Hiroshima. You just yeah. won't have it. <laughs> you just wouldn't have it, but. But hey, it's it's a gag. Yeah, it's, it's a funny, a it's a gag. But that's what it's it is. It's, there's a gag every five seconds. I'd say this is like a five out of ten. It didn't offend me. It didn't offend me. But oh. does Korg need to be gay as well? Does he, he need to be gay? I, is Taiko Watiti <laughs> gay? Does no. it matter? But is he gay? Right. No, I don't think so. So did he need to make thought Korg gay? Um, or is that I don't representation? think I, for, for me, but I, that's for me. I think I think representation comes comes. I think what we're what we've always tried to say is this, right? I have absolutely no issue with LGBTQ plus. I have absolutely no issue with ah. transgender transgender characters being in stuff. I have absolutely no problem with whatsoever. I just don't want people you know, pointing the spotlight at it, you know, applauding themselves and patting themselves on the back and going, look what I've done here. Look what I've done here. And do you know what? With Korg, you know, being gay or whatever you want to say it is, 
I, it wasn't forced. I don't think there was a lot of wokeism in this movie. No, there was a couple of, you know, pro women things and stuff like that there. Like, but I don't think there was any wokeism in it. I think what they did get right was, uh, you know, I, I do think that any inclusivity that they did in this movie was well handled because it didn't annoy me. It didn't annoy me. See, Korg, 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 because I watched Orville and stuff as well. And there's, you know, creatures and stuff in there that have, you know, only female, uh, female to female relationships and male to male relationships, you know, males have babies and blah, 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 blah. So, you know, I've seen it all before. I've done it all before, but I agree with you. And I think that's, that's the one thing that annoys me. It's when they shine a spotlight on it and pat them all times on the back for putting it in the movie. That's what annoys me. For me, putting it in the movies, things like Dot Strange, where America Chavez was talking about her mums. And it's like, fine, that's, that's the character. And she's got two mums. That's it. You know, it's part of the character. Yeah. But in this, I mean, look, um, Natalie Portman has been interviewed and is on YouTube somewhere where somebody's saying, is this the gayest Thor film there's ever been or the gayest superhero? And she's like, yeah, absolutely. Taika wanted to make the gayest superhero. Wasn't... No, no, but just one second. But in terms of what people would typically say, oh, that's gay, you know, yeah. Flash Gordon, camp. It's made a very camp film. Not bothered about that. Fine. It looks... I I thought it was too bright, too colourful. There was just too much going on with what was on screen. But then again, I, I love the Russo stuff. But then to we've got Korg, who's gay, and makes a baby with a Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Do you notice that, by the way? I did, yeah. The the Rock. The Rock. Is, is lovely. Yeah. yeah, I love. I did love that. I also love the gag about the um, the throne being made of scissors. Yeah. <laughs> but then we've got Valkyrie in there talking about her, and then we've got uh, I think there was another character in there. There was even a hint that Thor was in love with Quill, and I'm just like, yeah, there's 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 include it as as every day as being a part of just organically in there because there's nothing wrong with it rather than shining so many spotlights on something and it's almost like they're doing it to say to all the trolls ah look what we're doing come at us yeah they're they're, they're patting themselves in the back for it they're patting themselves in the back for it but but do you notice it's like now disney know they can do it there's there's representation in every film and it's like if you're trying to show a snapshot of a universe does every single story you're telling have to have this and this and this and this and all these different parts have got to be shown or else we've left somebody out and they're terrified of being sued or what have you. I just think, just tell your story and if that character is who they are, then great, go for it. But I, I just don't get it. I, I'll be honest. Just... I'll be honest. I would have I would have uh, wanted it to be slightly more gay. Love and Thunder. I would like, I like, I didn't, maybe, maybe, that, maybe that's just in my, what, my just... soul completely like just two big burly men rimming each other. Why not? <laughs> Why not? But that's, but you know what? Like, there was the, you wanted, like, I, you wanted to see the, the Russell Crowe orgy. Yeah. Oh, that would have been amazing. Oh. Just, imagine, imagine that as you film, you sat there with your 13 year old boy <laughs> and your five year old girl. And it's like Russell Crowe's there like, Hey, now we're going to take you to the RJ. And you're and like, Russell Crowe's just getting pummeled by 25 different gods, one after other. And you're just sat there like, <laughs> full on hardcore, hardcore. Honey, this is, this is what it used to be like in ancient Greece, Sunday. <laughs> um, let's go over to Rotten Tomatoes. Like, I, haven't, I haven't looked. I haven't looked 
at anything, right? Simon Marauder of Movie Squad said, it's the seafood extender of Marvel movies. I don't quite know what, what? that means. The seafood extender. Beth Commando says, love and thunder flies off in multiple plot directions. Never quite. It had one plot. Go over there and pick up that thing and go kill that guy. That's the plot. Never quite making any one of them feel complete. The end result is enjoyable to watch because the characters are such good company, but the story is a mess. It was an awful lot. It's basically mm-hmm. like somebody's gone to him and said, Ragnar- Ragnarok was a success. Do it again. So we had another acting scene with Melissa McCarthy as Hella yeah. this time, which yeah. is hilarious. That was so funny. That was so, so funny. Wasn't it funny? <laughs> Wasn't it funny? Because Melissa McCarthy's fat. I loved, I loved that Matt Damon had another scene in the movie this time. Matt Damon, they got him another scene. I thought that I thought that was the best. I thought that second Matt Damon scene was the funniest joke of the whole film. That's the scene I laughed at most. Hey Paul, take that tongue out of your cheek, baby. Um Tim Brayton of Alternate Ending said, one of the most shockingly erratic all-over-the-place movies that Marvel Studios has ever produced. No, I disagree with that. he's never seen Eternals. I disagree with that. Um, 79 audience score, 68 on Rotten Tomatoes. I would have thought that the audience score might have been a wee bit higher. Yeah, people love it. But there's a lot of critics not enjoying it, but... Me personally, it's it was just meh. Yeah, that was better than Captain Marvel. Six of one, half a dozen <laughs> of the other. <laughs> no, nah, I don't think it was better than Captain Marvel. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, right? We're going from the bottom now for MCU. Eternals 47, Dark World 66, Incredible Hulk 67, Thor Love and Thunder 68. 1% better than Incredible Hulk with Ed Norton. Yeah. <laughs> no, six percent worse than Multiverse of Madness. I think this was better than Multiverse of Madness. I think it was a lot better than Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, but that's where we are. There we go. So, Fall of the Thunder, a, a decisive meh from us. Not even that it's a meh. Just, just wait for it to come out in Disney Plus. Yeah, it's watch it. In, watch it in four K with your well, kids did, and have fun. When did um? Well, took what two months. Yeah, um, multi, Multiverse of Madness is like now on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, yeah, it took about six weeks to come out with something like that. Is there anybody we missed? Sif's back. She had two scenes. <laughs> ah, yeah, Sif's back. Uh, Vin Diesel got a credit for Groot. I still don't get that. He'll have got a quarter of a percent or something like that. I it's still just, don't understand no, that. No. Um, so, next week. What's happening next week? Yes. Well, Black Blackbird, obviously. No, it's not out yet, is it? What? Is it I, I thought it was out in September. <laughs> what? <laughs> ah, shit. Yeah. Obviously, nothing. Um, we're just we're, we're, Can we just stop the podcast until September and then uh, we'll just we'll... stop it until September? Wait, let's have a look. Blackbird released it. You'd go to the cinema to see that, wouldn't you? Fucking right. It does look intense. Eric Roberts and Michael Flatley, the Lord of the fucking dance. Um, oh no, it came out. Oh no, it's a different Blackbird film. Jesus Christ, what's going on with this? Is that the really other one? <laughs> There's so many called Blackbird out now. What? What the hell? Uh, according to this, it's a uh, it's a romance. According to IMDb, is that the the really other one? No, this is the you man your man one flatly. 
dance, dance, whatever you may be. Oh, it's out. It's coming out soon. We'll find it and we'll do it. It's the Monaco Streaming Festival, so it might be already out. Wow, the streaming festival! It was so well received. It went to the Monaco Streaming Festival. Oh, wow! <laughs> yeah, not even can. That's wow, just, that's like cans. Like what's can? What's can? When you've got the fucking Monaco <laughs> Streaming fucking. <laughs> um. So next week, it's long overdue. I threatened it a while ago. We're doing Tarantino. 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 Now, not physically. What are we going to do? Are we doing a menu, or are we going to do like a top five? The top five. Top five Tarantino. Yeah. So me and you need to put our brains together and decide what is the top five. Well, we know three we know three of them already. Jackie Brown. No. De- Death Proof. No. The fourth scene from Four Rooms. Uh, so I went to film school. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen Four Rooms, yes. I know who Tim Roth is. Yeah. <laughs> I went to film school and we had to watch Four Rooms. I tell you, I, I, I can't remember the first two ones, but Banderas was in the third. <laughs> but Bruce Willis Rodrigo, was in the fourth. Rodrigo's was there somewhere. <laughs> he's always there after his paycheck. <laughs> Quentin, Quentin, you got any work on at the minute? No, fuck off. How far down the rabbit hole do we go? Do we go movies that were written? Everything. By Quentin Tarantino and not yes. shot by him. Yep. Anything with Tarantino's name on, which ironically might be quite a lot. Directed, written and sold, written himself, edited. Written and rewritten. Have, you can even have that one scene in Sin City if you want. Okay. Because I'm thinking Natural Born Killers, True Romance, you know, things yeah, like we've that. Got to get, yeah, we'll get that. We've, we've done True Romance already, haven't we? Have we? have we? I think we've done True Romance. Have we not? I don't think we have. Don't, don't make me go listen back through 104 episodes just to see if we've done it. I genuinely don't think we have. Okay. Spoiler alert. We'll be talking to you much. So basically, we're going to talk everything. Um, yeah. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter at Pod Movie Chef. Uh, Facebook at Pod Movie Chef. If you want, I don't know. I never go on anymore. Give us um, a review on Spotify. Give us a review. Five star. Five star review on Spotify. Um, Apple Podcasts. Good Pods. What else is there? I don't know. Other, other places. Tell us where you listen, because on our anchor thing, it just says other. So tell us where you listen. That'd be nice. Um, anything more from you? No. I watched The Boys. Finish The Boys. Any good? Very good. I'm watching Vikings. The TV show or Burly Man? <laughs> no, I'm just opening my curtain. There's a group of... Uh, <laughs> Eighth century, no, no, it's fucking, Owen, it's, fucking it's, it's Leeds, man. It's fucking bandit country out there. Like, who knows? Open your curtain one morning, hordes of Vikings sweeping up the road. You You're very close to York. You're very close to York. So, you, you know, could be Vikings. I've never taken you to the Jorvik Viking Museum, have I? No. We're going to go. You get to sit in a little cart, right? Oh, you used to. This was like late 80s. You sat in a little uh, coal cart thing and it took you around like a mine. And it told you the history of the Vikings. Yeah, for, they know, came PG over here. History. They stole yeah. everything and ripped everyone. And then they left. Is that is that it? Yep. Well, I didn't want to spoil the rest of the series, but that's about it. Um, goodbye, everybody. <laughs>